But it is what is up. What is good, gamers? This is Show Enough 71, a.k.a. Digga Dulamite. Uh, purple bling bling, yo. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> and your auditory canals are tuned into episode 144 of the Gaming Vessels podcast. And as usual, I'm not in the digital studio alone. Along with me, my partners in crime. First on deck, we got Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the High-Res Hater, a.k.a. the Cat Daddy, a.k.a. the Gamer Step Daddy. What's going on, man? Uh, not much. Just happy to be here, as usual, with uh, our partners in crime talking about, you know, this hobby that we love, gaming. Woo-hoo. Indeed, indeed, and that other voice that you heard with the purple bling bling yo <laughs> uh-huh. is Trader Joe because our show is a no show without Trader Joe, aka Jabroni Chief. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who can maximize your gaming dollar? What's going on, man? Not much, man. Just uh, getting ready. You know, a lot of this past week has been spent watching playoff baseball, and so I'm just. Hope, hoping the stuff will, like, you know, get rolling and get concluding. That way my heart could, uh, like, you know, calm down and, and stop thinking about it. So, yes. <laughs> been... Your team in the playoff? Of course. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Let's hope they don't choke it out. <laughs> I hope. No, I'm, I'm, rooting, I'm rooting for them. I really hope that they don't, you know, do something silly and, you know. <laughs> Fudge their chances. I don't think they go out there purposely. <laughs> We're going to screw this up. Uh, you never know. <laughs> never know with the Braves. We'll see, but there's going to be some sort of conclusion either today or tomorrow. They're either going to win or they're going to go home. So we'll see. So I hope yeah. that they win. That way, that way, my my gamer stepson is super happy. Oh, screw it, gaming stepdad. <laughs> Screw you. What? I'm trying to to take an interest in what you like. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. That feigned fake interest. It's almost as bad as uh, oh, those Japanese games are on Xbox that you like. Oh, that's great. I'm sitting here, but I'm sitting here smiling. Just condescending. Is condescending. Oh, my God. Turn on your webcam. That way I can see you smile. Uh, no. No, no, no. You don't need to see my, my, my happy face. Oh, <laughs> As usual, our first topic on the docket is going to be the playlist. So, Des, let's start with you, man. What you been playing? Well, uh, okay. So, what have I been playing? So I have been playing the, the, the normal stuff that, that I've been playing for, for quite a while now. Uh, play Titan Quest uh, with Joe. That was, that's been fun. Uh, we are further than we've ever been in this game. And uh, it's, it's a very long game. I was very surprised at how long we, it is. I think we're on the third continent now. So we're in um, the Asia. Asian... Yeah, we're in Asia right now. So we went from uh, Greek Greece to um, Egypt. to 
Egypt, and now we're up uh, back into um, Asia. So we're just globetrotting all over the world. It's it's quite a, it's quite amazing. And I think what's really fun about that game is the um, the monsters. Uh, they have just a plethora of different monsters. I mean, they all kind of do the same thing, but at least they're the the reskins look pretty good. Like we're fighting Yetis now. We're fighting. Neanderthals, saber-toothed tigers. So we're a little bit of time travel, I guess. I'm not really raptors. sure. Raptors. We're fighting raptors. Yes, we're fighting sake. raptors. We're fighting dragon dragon men. They're like they're like dragon centaurs. I don't know. They're just the the, the the fanciful creatures that we are slaying is just quite amazing. And jump, jump the shark. Who knows that Asian mountains, ice mountains, are filled with ice raptors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Who could have it? And the plains are filled with these dragon dragon thingies. And so we got to we got to walk along the Great Wall of China. That was really fun. <laughs> I don't know. It's like it's like a travel travel log for this game. Um the travel is, network, Titan yeah. Titan Quest Travel Network. Yeah, <laughs> Do you wanna talk talk about the voice acting too? <laughs> uh no. I don't I don't ever listen to the voice acting because it's it's not that good. But um yeah, the, the 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 Chinese voice acting, it's really bad, you know, <laughs> just because they're because it's like it's seriously, it's like it's like they had Bob from accounting come in and fill a role when, when a voice actor was sick or something because it does not sound very good. Oh, we have we, have, we sell magic items, that's for you. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh man, yeah, it's like, almost <laughs> like you know. <laughs> I, I I hope Africa's not in this game because I don't want to hear God. Bob doing jive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so anyway, it's it. I I I'm enjoying it. You know, I I I have my build. I'm playing a stock, you know, stock warrior, and then um, I'm almost finished with um, I'm almost finished um, uh, allocating all my points, and then I'll finally get my sub, uh, my secondary skill line. Um. So it's been fun. Uh, and me and Joe, we finally squashed our, our beef around um, collecting loot. We're, 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 we're nice and casual and very, very nice to each other now when it comes to collecting loot. You know, I'm like, hey, buddy, you, you want some of this loot? And he's like, oh, okay, thank you. And I'm like, yeah, it's great. So, <laughs> so what's, what's the loot contract? Is there Nothing. a loot contract specific? No, no, I just, I, I, whatever I don't pick up, he picks up and he doesn't. He doesn't bitch about it. I don't bitch about it. <laughs> well, it's because at, at a certain point you were behind where I was in the game, and so it's like I was rinsing and repeating stuff I already gone over. And oh yeah, because it's all the it's, it's all the same loot all the time. No, actually, there's there's uh, there's good <laughs> reason to go and do like some runs, and especially if you're aiming for a particular build and need specific drops for like yeah. artifacts and that kind of thing. You know, so, so we so we share. I say yeah. like, oh, you know, you need this, and he's like, oh, thanks. And so, uh, you know, but of course, Joe's all like, I'm like, hey, Joe, I have this. No, 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 you can keep it. I'm like, no, Joe, it's fine. No, 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 no. I'm like, Joe, take it. He's like, okay. <laughs> so, so, um, but yeah, it's been fun. Um, I'm I'm enjoying it. I think I I, I honestly believe that Joe and I are going to beat this game. Uh, it's going to be uh, I'm I'm. I'm surprised. I'm shocked by it, but yeah. No, I, I want I want to beat this game and then move on to the uh, two expansions too. So yeah. I mean, there's enough meat here to 
It's a literal buffet of action RPG goodness. Yeah, the, the so. game is very beep, 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 beefy. So we'll we'll see what's up. Um, and then I uh, played Cyberpunk 2077. I was playing it, uh, started a couple times, trying to see if I can get the groove for the game. Um, I don't know if, if I've gotten it yet. I'm going to try a melee build now to see if I like that play style. And then, um, and then the unthinkable happened. Gasp, you know, in awe. Um, I, I got a, as Joe calls it, I got a blue screen. I, it, it ejected me out of the game. And I was like, okay. So I had to put it down for a bit. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe I don't really need to play this game, you know, right now. Um, so I just kind of put it to the wayside. I mean, I was enjoying what I was playing. Um, but it wasn't one of those experiences that I'm like, oh my God, I have to complete this, you know, oh, you know, so I don't know. Cyberpunk is kind of just sitting, uh, I put it back on the shelf and we'll see, you know, when the, when, when, if and when the, um, the update comes out, uh, though we know that it was, um, delayed in which we're going to talk more about that in the news section so looks like it'll be sitting on the shelf a little bit longer than expected but uh, actually to tell you the truth i kind of expected it so we'll see uh and then the last thing that i've been playing and this is gonna you know uh, just just sit back real quick so and i'll tell you a little story so i got a whole bunch of credit from uh, uh gamestop they were doing their like double thing uh, double credit weekend or week or whatever. So I took back a whole bunch of games um, and I traded in my, uh, I traded in my, um, uh, my Xbox one S, you know, and got, you know, damn, I got like 200 and like $15 for it. So it was a pretty good little chunk of change. So I, I had some money and I thought to myself, okay, you know, I'm going to be getting, an Xbox at some time because I do not like I do not like the Xbox experience on PC. I think it's doo doo. I don't like it, you know. So I'm like, why don't I just use this money and I'll buy a Series X? You know, I'll get a Series X. I'll be future proof. It'll be fine, right? So for the last couple of weeks, I've been trying to get get one, and of course, you know, it's like pulling teeth to get any of these new consoles right now. And I was like. <laughs> And so then I started really thinking about what, like, what's the goal, you know, with, with this purchase? What am I, the, what is the reasoning why I really want an Xbox? And the, the reason why was to play Games Pass, seriously, because I have no desire to buy any next-gen games on that system. My next-gen system of choice is PlayStation. I have a PS5. That's what I play. But then the rub is, I really like Bethesda, and I really like Obsidian, and all of their games are only coming to Xbox. So I said, okay, at some point, I'm going to have to buy one. So I started talking to Joe about this, and, and you know, we were talking, and then the, 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 the thought of a Series S came up. And I thought, huh. So I started doing research on the Series S, and Joe sent me uh, a couple links to the Series S, and it, it was a... a an article and a video from a digital foundry, which was talking about the, the, the series S and when it really came down to it, 
again, I'm not buying any discs for the Xbox. I, I The only game that I have for the Xbox is ReCore. And the only reason why I have it is because it's not worth anything. Like, you can't sell it to anybody. So that's the only game that I have. And then I ended up downloading it anyway because I ended up getting a Series S. So, yes, I went out to Costco and I bought a Series S. It was, like, $10 cheaper. Um, and I was like, okay. Um, and then I had a, um, a three terabyte external hard drive that Joe got on a deal. Uh, Joe got me on a deal. I think it was like 30 bucks or something. So I had that. And so I plugged them both in. And so I, now I am living that Xbox life. Uh, I'm playing the ascent. It's fantastic. I'm really enjoying it. It doesn't stutter. It looks great for my, you know, high res hate and eyes. It does like I'm totally fine with it. You know, it's a step up from it's a step up from last gen consoles. It's a it's a slightly step down from from next gen consoles. But honestly, it works for my eyes. It looks good. I'm I'm happy with the performance. I've downloaded over 31 games now um, onto onto the um, the the system itself and onto the the um, the external hard drive. So I have games to play. And then the the cherry on the top is my my good friend Joe um he he's sharing his games with me uh, for a family account so so we're I'm able to utilize his library his his so, so he's letting me you know um play those games that he's downloaded so it's it's really kind of cool that that I'm able to kind of like pop in and already have you know a plethora of games to play and and what's and and, and in his honor I named my my external hard drive, uh, Lil Jabroni, L-I-L Jabroni. So, <laughs> so it's cute because whenever I download a game, it'll say, hey, do you want this to go to Lil Jabroni or the main stories? And I'm like, I'm like, no, little, little, little Jabroni looks hungry. So, and it's a three terabyte. So Lil Jabroni's like, feed me, give him all, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. <laughs> so, so it's been, it, it, it's been fun uh, exploring the Xbox and, um, deciding what games that I want. Seriously, I downloaded, I spent the first like two or three days just downloading games uh, onto the system and whatnot. So I'm, I'm eager to start playing uh, Xbox again. Um, and then in November of next year, when Starfield comes out and when sometime next year, when, um, uh, what is it? Invowed or whatever the, the Obsidian game comes out, I'll play that. So because they're both going to be day ones on Games Pass. So, you know, will it be the highest super resolution to make my eyes explode? No, and that's fine. <laughs> so um, I, I'm just happy to be in the building, you know. you know. So, so yeah, uh, that's kind of where I am, what I've been playing. Um, it's, so I, I, got, I do have a question for you, though. Sure, sure. Um, so when Starfield and Avowed and the next, uh Skyrim drop. I mean, these are the games, heavy hitters from Bethesda that you're really looking forward to. Um if if it's a situation where you know Series X is running at 60 frames and Series S is maybe limited to 30 frames or 60 frames with greatly reduced visuals, uh do you think you'll re you'll take a look at uh, upgrading? Or are you not really concerned about frame rate or, really or other things? 
not really concerned about any of that, unfortunately. I know it sounds like blasphemy in this in this age of like crystal clear, you know, um, performance and high performance and you know, 140, you know, p and all this other stuff. But no, for me, I, I just want to be able to play the games, and and they look really good now. So unless unless they're, you know, gonna make this super mind blowing you know, um, graphics that just look super the greatest and, and people are like, oh my God, you know, like, and I'm, and I'm truly like missing out of a functionality, then, then no, I'm probably not going to. I mean, again, I, I would really have to be losing out on something big for me to, to make me kind of invest in, in Xbox. Um, the, again, the, one, another reason why this was a, a no-brainer for me was the price. Like, I paid like 200 and like so I got it at Costco and so it was it was uh ten dollars off the normal price, which basically just kind of took care of a, a part of the tax. So I so I, I was out the door like like three hundred and fifteen dollars, you know, for for a quote unquote pseudo next gen console. Like it's the cheapest console out there right now. So and and it doesn't seem cheap, you know, um, the games that it plays and, and, and the way the stuff looks. So I'm willing to sacrifice sacrifice frame rate frame rate frame rate um, in order to play those games. Now, if if I'm missing out on some kind of weird functionality or there's this weird kind of like um, thing you can only get by being um, on an Xbox, then I might think about it. But but even then, I think it would be a hard sell because this this game. This system was was really built for me, and for a long time I didn't understand why they had like an only digital system and then 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 the disc system. But it's for this specific reason right here for people to be able to access um, digital content like like Netflix and stuff like that, and be able to play uh, Xbox um, Games Pass. I mean, this is this is what this box is destined to do. You know, uh, I think this is. I hate to say it, but this is this is for that for that casual gamer who just wants to turn on their box, you know, play a couple of games, then suspend it and watch Crunchyroll or or watch YouTube or something, and then go back to gameplay, you know. So when Kev was saying, you know, this is for like you know Susie Homemaker or 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 some kid in a dorm or something, then I totally you know understand why uh, this is here. Um, it, it it does. It, it does everything um, well enough uh, to warrant its price. And I think that's, I think, I think it's the best value. Of, uh, it's the best gaming value out there right now. So, and it just works for me. Like it ticks all the boxes for me. Hmm. So. When you, when you think about it, it's only the price of like four full price, like PS5 games for $70 games. Really? <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's a really good value like seriously um but but i don't but nothing in xbox's um upcoming uh games or or um or portfolio makes me want to get a a a series x it just doesn't well you're not the type of gamer that's watching digital foundry face-offs and looking to see as far as 
who is the better performing as long as it runs well like 60 frames at the most you know 1080p yeah I think that was good to go. that was the thing though um when you sent me that digital foundry they were doing side-by-side -side comparisons and some of the colors were a little bit different and but but it ran relatively smoothly you know and and and, and i honestly for, for a lot of the like and i rewound it and watched it again to see the differences i really couldn't see i my eye i couldn't see any differences you know like my 45 year old you know glasses wearing astigmatism with nearsighted glasses i couldn't see a difference so so i don't think i need you know the super de greatest to blow my mind so i was totally fine i'm, I'm totally fine with this and it and to me it looks fine it looks good and i'm gonna play my games and be a happy duck so good deal maybe we could all apply to be xbox mvps we'll see Sure. <laughs> Whatever. I if think you I'm, want on, to. I, I'm pretty sure I'm on their blacklist. Uh, <laughs> the blacks on Xbox is, is that yeah. the blacklist? Oh wow. Yeah, we have the black on yeah. Xbox. So, but that's what I've been playing. So Joe, what have you been playing, buddy? I know you've been playing Titan Quest because you keep you keep popping ahead of me in Titan Quest. You know because you're 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 in it to win it with that game with that uh with that game. So anything else you've been playing? um not too much i mean titan quest is like my go-to and it's like it's the type of game where i could actually uh set up uh, uh spotify and listen to a podcast at the same time i'm not distracted i'll pause the podcast if i'm talking to villagers you know i take the time to listen to the wonderful voice acting however really good, bad or indifferent yeah it's, it's really like, the story <laughs> Those are really not a story. No, not no. really. So. I'm like, let's kill more creatures. You're moving from uh, down to up and left to right, <laughs> trying to progress on the map. That's it. Think of, think of Diablo 2 and 3, uh, pretty much. I think even has less plot than Diablo, you know, so just fine by me. Yeah, we've just been chasing this, this one evil guy across various different continents. So it's kind of like, Okay, <laughs> like literally, that's what we've been doing. It's 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 a giant kind of road trip or road quest, you know. Or just yeah. Okay, is this guy over here? No. Okay, let's go to the next continent. Is this guy over here? Nope. All right, let's go to the next continent. All right, let's go. <laughs> Uh, other than that, man, I just, uh, I think a lot of my gaming week has been spent, like, you know, doing all the, sh the shuffle and moving games from my externals to my internals, so on and so forth, um, installing uh, new games I picked up. Uh, I've been playing Dragon Quest Eleven a little bit more, and I still want to play it more. I think after uh, baseball is over, I'm going to, you know, power through and play that game a lot more. Um, I did fire up Daytona USA just to play while we were talking on Xbox because me, uh, Dez, and Kev were all partying up uh, for a couple of days after Dez got the Series S. And it's like, uh, <laughs> that was the first time I think we partied up on Xbox for a long time. Uh, long time. <laughs> long time, yeah. On there. But uh, I've tried to play Daytona USA, and after changing my username to Jabroni Chief, um, I had an issue. If you ever have an issue where you change your username and you're not getting the correct profile popping up, all you need to do is to clear your uh, 360 cache on the console and everything is saved in the cloud just in case if you have like saves or whatnot and that cleared it right up for me. So 
So, and, uh, you know, I try to make a point because, you know, the 360 back catalog has a ton of like really cool, like, um, like Sega games and some like uh, Saturn ports, you know, you got your, you know, Radiant Silver Gun, Guardian Heroes, uh, Daytona USA. And so there's, there's a lot of uh, even like really cool um, Japanese, uh, like a lot of the arca- arcade archives are on there. There's a lot of SNK games in the 360 back catalog too. So, I mean, if you really dig into the xbox live marketplace there actually might be stuff to buy on top of your games pass and stuff that um you know on a modern console i'm playing on you know a series x and it's like okay you know if i really want to play guardian heroes hell it's available in the back catalog you know or i mentioned dungeons the capcom dungeons and dragons games as well and that and those are pretty cheap and it just Which I it, downloaded it goes to show you, and I, you know, I wish PlayStation, I had access to my PS3 library on the PS5 because, I mean, besides, you know, PlayStation Now, <laughs> I think I would love the fact to be able to fire up something from that era and that I already purchased and to be able to fire it up and go from there on that. And, um, you know, it's just it just shows you the difference that between the platforms. Yeah, I know. So, what was that? The cell processor doesn't really oh. make it happen because of the fact that it has to support it, you know. So, and you know, unfortunately, there's no way to do it. And I, th- I think in the way PlayStation fans are kind of missing out, being able not to go back to the PS3 era on the PS5. So that's just me on there. But other than that, I did check out a game, Unruly Heroes on Games Pass, because it was leaving Games Pass just to check it out. I know, Kev, you checked it out as well. So yeah, like a uh, four-character, like uh, left-to-right platformer with some, you know, very light battling uh, mechanics. You know, it was really just platform game in and of itself by itself. But uh, I like the look of it. It has a good art style, and I liked it enough so that I did pick it up before it left Games Pass, but uh, I went on to PlayStation Network and bought it there on sale. So, you know, their <laughs> initiative to get me to buy games on the Xbox, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to go buy my game on the platform I prefer, and the platform I prefer is the PlayStation 5. So you know, that's where, what I did on there. So Smart man. Yeah. So, but I'll, I'll use I definitely if something's on Game Pass, I want to take advantage, and we'll probably more than likely. I know you downloaded Left for Dead, or not Left for Dead, Back for Blood. I'm sorry. Back for Blood. Yes, I downloaded it. <clears throat> and we're going to be playing Outriders too. So any of you listeners that want to play either of those two games multiplayer on there, I know Kev was waiting for a Black Friday sale on Outriders, but uh, no, I ain't hey, buying Outriders. I ain't yeah. Buying yeah. I don't. I don't think. I don't think that game, uh, the way things completely worked out, the way that they're not given after that big kerfuffle with uh, lost saves in the final game. Yeah. Uh, people didn't get their exact gear back. I no. I, I ain't buying that game. I'll, if I play it, I'll play it on Game Pass. Okay. I'm spending my money on that. There you go. I mean, it's it's already down. If you did want to buy it, down to like twenty bucks or whatnot. But uh, 
Nah. I might have to float that bad boy back over to uh, GameStop at some point, like we me and Des did Marvel's Avengers. So, but that's it this for me this week. What 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 you've been playing, Ken? So a couple of things. I I've had a game a gaming void since I finished uh, Final Fantasy VII remake. I tell you, man, uh, that game really that game really hits different. It it does. It it's I don't really want to go back and and play it again right now because I have so much other stuff in my backlog. But to be honest, it's like every time I turn on my PlayStation, it's like I still have the game loaded. It's it's in it's on my list of recents and it just kind of says, play me, play me, play me. It's like oh, I got other stuff I need to play. <laughs> but um other games that I, but I did start playing other games. One of those other games that I started playing was uh, Zhang Wang Sword, Zhang Wang Seven, or Zhang Wang Sword Seven, and it's one of those um, kind of like what you guys call Euro Jank. This is like Asian Jank. Oh, really? Yeah, it's by this company called called. Uh, I think Maxim Games publishes it, but I think it was developed by East Asia Soft. Um, and I kind of fell for the trailer. It's a sub. I got this for, what, 40 bucks or something or 50 bucks or something. And I watched the trailers. The trailers were tight. I mean, the trailers looked really exciting. But when I actually started playing the game, it's janky like animations are stiff character models are poor they are like ps3 beginning ps3 generation the characters they try to evoke emotion in the cutscenes, but they all look like uh action figures like plastic-faced action figures with no emotion, uh, no real, just just no real, it, it, it's almost like manic, like, uh, what would you call it, like uh, puppeteers are, are like, <laughs> are moving wow. these things around. It's bad. It is bad. The action is Souls-inspired, and it's poorly done. the the action the, the action animations you go from pulling your sword back to thrusting with the sword, and there's very little animation in between. Uh, the inventory system, what little I looked at it, because by the time I I fought two groups of monsters i fought like these uh they're basically wolves the one's is kind of like a standard size wolf and the other one was kind of like a dire wolf looking thing and as this is all said in ancient china uh you have another character with you your sister that you're trying to save because she's been she's been she was killed but in order to save her he had to take his sister to this uh, imprisoned demon who said, okay, if you free me, um, I can save your sister. So he split the, the his sister's body and soul kind of like in parts. 
So she can walk around so she has a tangible body, but her full self is kind of locked in this in this sigil. And it, it you know and as long as that sigil is in place, then she can run around and do all this because she's kind of like a magic user too. And it's it's an interesting story, but man, is this just so much jank <laughs> that I just can't get past. So last night it's like, okay, I put in a couple of hours. The com- I'm sure that the combat opens up because you know the trailer showed them doing all this cool stuff. I'm just not impressed enough with the game to get to that point. So I uninstalled it. <laughs> I'm going to keep it because I think this is this strikes me as one of those games that's not going to have a very high print run. So just for just for collection's sake, I'm going to hold on to it. But uh, actually playing the game was very was very it was it was rough and and. It's not that I, it's not because it's not a tri- quote unquote triple A game, because right after I uninstalled that, uh, I went into Ultra Age, which is fan freaking tastic. Like, and it and Ultra Age is ugly. It it, it is <laughs> it is an ugly game, but man, those frames are on point. Those. You can do those just frame dodges easily. I'm fighting a boss that's kind of kicking my butt right now, but it's because of me. It has nothing to do with the game. Ultra Age is now Ultra Age is a different type of game. It's more Devil May Cry inspired than uh, than anything else. But if they can put the frames and the smoothness of animation. Uh, into a game like this, even though as ugly as Homemade Sin, uh, I feel that um, the good folks at East Asia Soft could have done the same thing with uh, Jean Juan Seven. So that's <laughs> that's kind of why I'm like, mm. nah, I'm I'm good on that. That game actually has a deep history. That's the thirteenth game in that series. It's uh, it's you know East Asia Soft published the game for Asia. It, it's basically uh, based out of a studio out of Taiwan, on here, and they were publishing this game series for the Chinese market, and so it's mainly been on basically PC up until I think um, the last game prior to this was a like a a side game that came out for Xbox as well. Mm-hmm. It's like Yan Wan Sword the Gate of Firmament, but you could also start getting these games on Steam now too. And there's a, quite a number of different uh, Chinese developed like RPGs and action RPGs that are available on Steam in, in English now. They're subtitling them in English. So, so. Well, they could have learned something from the China Hero uh, uh, conglomerate project because this game's kind of trash. I'm sorry, but it is, at least to me. And in comparison with something like Ultra Age, which is also ugly, like I said, ugly as homemade sin, there's no reason Zhang Wang 7 should be this janky. But, um, (laughs) but, yeah. (laughs) you know, I bought I bought it too, so I'm definitely going to uh, check I mean, it out. You, I mean, it, I have no idea though. I hope you like it. I hope you like it. Oh, I have uh, no idea what's going to happen. I, 
I do. I'm going to try it too. I mean, I bought it as well. So I think uh, we'll you know, I, was the, I was the one that threw it in the Discord because I was interested in it. So I've been interested in it. So we'll yeah. See. I just could not, I just could not play enough to get to the cool parts where they're the trailers were showing them doing all these finishers and all these you know kick-ass moves i just cannot get to that point because the beginning of this game is just so janky but uh in other other stuff i played in less jankiness um i moved on to since i'm not i'm trying to find games to fill that uh final fantasy 7 remake uh void i went back to persona 5 scramble and i'm playing that I'm working on the third jail, no, the second jail, and uh, still having fun with that game, uh, although I kind of wish that Persona 5 Scramble was more like the uh, Zelda uh, uh, Calamity game, because I think they spent... They try to merge the two, you know, persona gameplay, which is a lot of magic use, uh, you know, turn based in with the um, Muso style gameplay. And uh, one thing that I've kind of picked up is that when you're playing Muso style, you're really at a disadvantage because the enemies, the enemies really it's like you're you're getting cheap shotted like all the time. Like enemies that are not on camera is and they'll throw a whole bunch of of enemies down. And it's particularly if it's something like you have to protect a member of your team while they're hacking a hacking a station to get into this other part of the map. It's it gets real bad. <laughs> I mean, characters will will spawn right in front of the right next to the character that you're trying to protect and it, it just kind of gets kind of bad so now that i've moved uh a little bit further into the game i'm seeing kind of sort of the um the glitches it's still a fun game but i think they tried to they they tried to do a little too much merging of the styles i think it would have been better if they would have just pushed more toward a Muso style gameplay and just maybe had you use like magic because you can use magic two ways. You can either use your magic as part of the end finisher on a combo, which doesn't take up any magic points, or you can actually use uh, summon your persona to do an, a magic, to do a magic attack. And that's, when you're fighting a boss, you really have to rely on your magic, your core magic attacks, because you're the the bosses play like persona bosses, <laughs> and it's like I don't care that you're hitting me. All your all your team is hitting me with with everything. I'm going to do this area attack, and there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, so like a couple of hits from them things and you you might lose like two members of your team and then you're at a severe disadvantage particularly if the one that you lost has the uh element that that boss is weak to so you kind of have to bounce between okay i'm going to play as this play as persona uh persona style and play as uh muso style for in the in between in the interim and it 
I don't know. I just kind of wish that they would that there was a better merging of those two or leaning more towards one or the other. But I, I'm still having fun. It's still a Persona Five game. It still has all the style, the music, you know, everything that made me fall in love with Persona Five before is in Scramble. So I I think it's still worth getting. But uh, if you're expecting a straight up Muso in the style of like uh, the Zelda calamity game uh it's not it doesn't play like that so keep that in mind if if for those who might have had that game in 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 their on their back burner thinking about picking it up on the cheap or something but uh, the last game i played was hot wheels unleashed still enjoying the hell out of that game uh figuring my way around <laughs> uh, how to utilize the boost effectively. And even I had to look this up because you, the, the game does not teach you. You there, the way you start the game with start a race with boost is you have to hold down the gas in between as from that, from the three point countdown, it goes from three to two to one. As the three disappears and the two appears during that countdown, you have to hold down the gas trigger and you'll see purple flame come out of out of your vehicle. That means that you're in full uh, boost mode. I didn't know that. And the game doesn't tell you that. <laughs> so uh, I once I figured that out, I, I found that I was able to at least get a podium a podium position finish in a lot of the races so I could continue on uh, with the single player uh, and make progress with that, getting new cars, getting some upgrade points and all that wonderful stuff because I was really, I was struggling there uh, for a little while. <laughs> I, I would start the race so far behind and the rubber banding in this game is 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 no joke. So it was a bit of a struggle, but now that I know how to start each race with boost, it's a lot better. But uh, but yeah, that's pretty much what I have been playing. I think probably the next game I jump into, uh, since I'm kind of in this uh, beat 'em up vibe right now, I'm probably I need to. I'm going to start playing Devil May Cry Five because I've had that game forever and a day, and I just kind of start barely started the game, so I'm just going to restart from the beginning. Um, because that I that game uh, was always uh, I mean, I'm a Devil May Cry fan. I've played all of them, even two, <laughs> as bad as that game was, and five just seems so excellent. So and it's just been sitting in my backlog forever and a day. So I think that's probably going to be the next game I jump into. But uh, that has been what that's been what I have played. So did. I know our 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 play our playlist kind of merged. Every did uh, Joe? Did you uh, mention the game that you played? Yeah, I already did. You did okay. Because you guys were doing the Titan Quest, the the Titan Quest, and a couple other things, right? Yep. Alrighty then. So our next topic on the docket is going to be the main event. So Des, you got the mic, bro. Alrighty, <clears throat> so for this week's main event, uh, it doubled over from last week. 
but it was uh, we extended it because we wanted to hear uh, what folks had to say. Uh, the question was, uh, now that we're almost two years into this new COVID life, quote unquote, uh, how have you how have your gaming habits changed? Have you bought more games, less games or tired of games? Is your significant other tired of you playing games? Let us know and we'll discuss on the next pod. Um, and we did get a lot of uh, really cool folks come uh, chiming in. So let's start off. So the Nomad, the the one Nomad 3, Damon on Twitter says, as far as gaming, as far as games go, it's been one of the few things for me that hasn't really changed at all. Okay. You know, status quo is always, uh, can always, can be a good thing. Um, um, our book, our book, our book, our on discord says, uh, I still get games, but mostly on switch. It came in real handy during COVID-19 had lots of extra time on my hands. Uh, same here. I spent a, um, when we were right when at the beginning of COVID when no one knew what was going on and, uh, companies were scrambling to decide how they were going to, uh, manage people and and allocate and, and get things done uh we did have a lot of uh, time on our hands and i did end up playing a lot of uh video games i ended up gaining a bit of weight too but but that's a separate discussion so uh gerald on discord says uh my gaming habits have not changed i i always try to balance between gaming and family time so for me it's the same old which i think is a really good thing to do you know if you're able to kind of keep things uh sort of what like damon was saying you know kind of status quo uh it probably will be better for 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 all you know so uh crucial chase on discord said uh during 2020 i played a lot of multiplayer games with friends we all were out of work and not go not going out so playing destiny 2 golf with friends eso and valheim really helped me. Actually, Valham got me out of my COVID depression and brain fog after being uh, after getting COVID earlier this year. Now I'm back to getting through my backlog, picking three games to get through and all shitting them daily. Right now it's Red Dead Redemption 2, Scarlet Nexus and Alan and Alan Wake remake. A uh, remaster, sorry. Games helped my mental health. And see that's that's a that's what I like to hear, you know, and I think that's why multiplayer is so crucial. Um, Kevin and Joe and I, uh, we play uh, most nights. And I think it's one of those things that kind of helps ground me uh, personally when I'm able to talk to someone and hear someone else um, over that um, um, over that headset. And we're playing a games, you know, and, and there's a lot of community that can be built around games. Um, and it really can help someone um with depression with with all the all different types of of things because you know you're talking to someone and, and you're not so isolated and that was one of the things that uh the 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 pandemic did was it caused a lot of isolation so i'm glad that people were able to um grow out of that and and, and find new things um to make them happy uh so Joe, I'm gonna turn it over to you. How has your, um, how has your uh, gaming changed in the last two years uh, due to the, due to the pandemic? Uh, basically, even prior to the pandemic, uh, you know, with my life issues and you know being a recently divorced man, on here that uh, you know gaming has been like kind of my 
my tent, my bellwether, my like, you know, place to go on here. It's, it's um, my biggest hobby, you know? And so mm. even after the pandemic, I just value uh, getting online and playing with you and Kev and who are, you know, our listeners as well. You know, Jason Search and Fire is always uh, chiming in from time to time, just checking in with us, uh, playing with Gerald, you know, back when we were like, more dedicated towards like I think we're playing a lot of Destiny 2 at the beginning I believe before we dropped that game uh, like a hot potato and then <laughs> moved on to other you know, I games. Say that we dropped that game like a hot potato. I mean it, we gave that kinda, game. Oh yeah. We gave that game a lot of time. <laughs> uh, it kind of faded though. Yeah. Kinda, I think I, I think know. it went a nat- I think it was a natural progression actually. I I think so too. Even though from time to time, and I still haven't installed because it's, you know, on Games Pass. And it's like yeah. <laughs> thinking about that. But uh, Me too. Uh, you know, gaming didn't really change too much. I mean, I, I was working with my therapist on not trying to cope by buying games. And so that's one thing that um, I think I... I got the better of, even though, you know, I'm the, still the deal maker over here. It's like, you know, like Mentos or something. It's like I'm always still looking at it. But uh, uh, for my mental health and my well-being, it's just uh, right now I'm still kind of hunkered down, even though, you know, the pandemic might not be quote unquote over. I think other people I know are out going partying, going from, you know, bar to bar kind of thing and just uh, starting to enjoy life a little bit more, uh, however modified. And uh, especially with me right now, I'm going, I'm on me, I'm on a uh, specific diet, so I can't really consume too much right now. And so, you know, when we haven't talked about too much on the show and, uh, yeah, I, th- I think gaming still is uh, that that like kind of a tentpole, you know, that kind of uh, rock for me. And so it's, it hasn't really changed for me too much. I'm just trying to kind of work my way around it with the pandemic, basically. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. it's it kind of in a way I haven't seen other friends that I would see in person a lot more like uh, my friend Dom and Nick, you know, our mutual friends, Dom and Nick and stuff like that. So. So, you know, it's just, uh, it's, it's been a, a good thing. It's always been a good thing. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so Ren on discord says, I don't think my gaming habits have changed at all. If anything, I started playing a bit more when COVID first hit, uh, slowed, slowed down a lot now, but when it first started, me and some friends were just grinding switch games like animal crossing uh, when that fir- when that first came out, and we do game share and just go ham during the sales and play each each other's games, it was pretty fun. Um, yeah, and I think that's one thing that was really uh, awesome is is the 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 camaraderie and the friendships that that were kind of built up during this um, during the pandemic. Our our uh, Discord kind of exploded, and we met a whole bunch of new people. And we met Ren, um, Alberto, um, and some other people. And uh, having that, you know, being able to talk, and and then you know, other friends that that we hadn't heard from in a long time, kind of finding us. And and I think that was one of the one of the benefits that that happened in the last few years was people were able to to reconnect with old friends like John BT on. And he says, 
well, I got back into gaming a year or so before the pandemic. It was nice to start doing a bit of multiplayer uh, gaming with Rise. And also, it's, it's gotten me to check in with old friends who honestly hadn't really talked, who I honestly hadn't really talked to in years. So again, you know, and then it, it so yeah, just talking with John VT and then, and then meeting new friends like Ren um, has been really a positive, a really positive thing that has come out of the pandemic. So Kev, has your gaming changed at all? Uh, yes and no. I know that's a funky answer. Uh, the ways that it has changed, I when the pandemic first hit, I delved a little bit more into my PC. N not really playing. Well, I, I did play some of the stuff that I have on Steam, but I also discovered like these funky uh, free to free to or free to download. And they're not free to play because they're not subscription based. But these funky uh, classic remixes, like uh, I have this Double Dragon WWF game on PC <laughs> that is absolutely bonkers, but it's so fun. Uh, it's Double Dragon 2 crossed with uh, WWF uh, so SummerSlam Arcade. Uh, it's I don't know for those who remember I, I might have the wrong title but it was it was a tag team game where the object was to was to take out the million dollar team uh, Ted DiBiase and Andre the Giant and it has that graphic style so you're playing Double Dragon Two you can be Hulk Hogan you can be Ultimate Warrior <laughs> you can be <laughs> You know, a whole bunch of these these golden era uh, characters, Big Boss Man, all those those uh, sprites from that arcade game, and it's mixed in with Double Dragon, the arcade version Double Dragon Two. So I, I I started discovering a whole bunch of games like that. There is also uh, a Dragon Ball Fighters. It's very much in the same style of Fighters by Arc System. Uh, it came out before that game dropped, and I, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know if Ark would ever admit it, but I, I kind of sort of feel that they probably took a few elements from that game and applied it into Fighters. Uh, I messed around a lot with that. So the pandemic did give me the time, because I was not working either, to kind of explore some of further some of the other platforms that I had. Uh, but the way that it didn't is, uh, you know, I still play the games that I always played. Um, uh, I've never been that multiplayer guy, so I that's never really that's never really been my my mode. The only multiplayer games that I will play with strangers are fighting games. Um, but you know, and it's kind of you know. I really didn't. I didn't really didn't lose track of anybody because I don't have a big circle of friends to begin with. <laughs> so we were all. Uh, everybody was just kind of uh, playing games, you know. I see my boy Damon on there. I would jump in with him sometimes. You guys on there. I see y'all. Uh, my nephew. I was able to hook him up with a with a PS4. So every now and then, I able to was able to jump in with him played with him uh once monster hunter rise came out so um so yeah and it's on a couple of ways i discovered i rediscovered a platform that i had but kind of walked away from and 
I actually still have walked away from because of the way <laughs> the way the chips manufacturers have, have been acting during the pandemic and quote unquote post pandemic. Uh, but in a lot of ways, it, nothing has changed too much. Yeah. All righty. So uh, our last person that 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 sent this stuff in was uh, Chaffee, the Sour Patch Kid. Uh, and that's El Chaffee on Twitter said, early on, I thought I was going to be knocking out games left and right. Uh, but because I was doing so many Zoom meetings and managing the school from home, I was too drained to play. Now my game time has greatly diminished. And that's sad. You know, I really I really hope that that the the, the pandemic you know, will will lessen and you'll be able to get back to that good quality, you know, game time that you deserve, you know, especially as a as a as an educator as an educator, because y'all are, you know, doing doing the doing the most. So uh, working with these kids. So uh, but I can totally understand uh, for me, um, I dove headfirst into gaming. I've always been sort of a casual gamer for a long time. I know that we've been doing the um, the game, uh, the the podcast for for a while, but you know, gaming was always just kind of been like because I was always a comic book person first, gaming second, um, and it really I really started, you know, digging in and buying more uh, games and doing more gaming experiences during the pandemic, you know, especially when, when we moved into the new house and I, and I was able to set up an actual like gaming room um, and actually uh, have a, a, a space to kind of uh, grow and explore um, gaming. I got a PC, uh, just got this Xbox uh, Series S, uh, got, the, uh, got the PS5. So, so I was really able to, uh, not only start experiencing more games, uh, but more uh, different types of games because my my fondness has always been for indies, and so that's the reason why I got an Xbox Series S. Is it seems to be they they drop a lot more indies than any other place except for like Steam um, on on the console. So I I am more a gamer now than I have ever been in my life. Um, and I was going through boxes again because it's we've only lived here for about a year now. Our anniversary is coming up soon, so I decided lived here for about a year. But I still have boxes of stuff. And I was going through, and I found a whole bunch of uh, boxes of old systems and stuff. So I was like, "Oh my god, you know." So I have to find out what to do with that stuff. So um, I know Joe has dibs on one of one of my systems, so it's great. He'll get that, but at the same time, I'm just looking at like, oh, you know, I, I guess I, I guess I am a full-on gamer, you know. When you have that kind of realization, it's like, uh. so, so for me during the pandemic, my, my, my gaming habits, uh, not I want to change a lot, but they did change, and I'm doing, I'm playing a lot more games than I've ever played, and I think that's twofold again because of uh, just where I'm living at now. Um, and, um, and I really enjoy, uh, the multiplayer aspect and talking to Joe. Like I talk to Joe almost every day, um, and play games with him almost every day. So, and I really enjoy our time together. So, and then Kev, you know, we'll, we'll come in and, and we will definitely, um, all kind of play together. And then when, 
Alberto or Jason and stuff pops in, it's always like, hey, you know, cool. Like, what are you, what are you playing? Are we going to play together? So it's just, I don't know. It just, it just really, uh, it's really just like a good time. And it's really like a um, uh, stress reliever. And I think that's what a lot of people need right now is this sort of um, stress relief because things are going, you know, pretty, uh, pretty interesting in an interesting direction uh, with the world. So, so yeah. So, First, I want to say thank you so much to everybody for uh, for spending the time to um, to take the time and to do uh, basically chime in on on our on our uh, main event. Uh, this main event would be nothing without the people who take the time out of their busy days to respond to these questions. Again, um, uh, as Kevin has said before. Um, if it wasn't for you all, we would just be three, you know, old guys, you know, talking into the digital ether. <laughs> so thank you so much for, 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 you know, ch chiming in and making, um, making this fun for us. So, um, any last words, you guys, before we move on? No, I can't think of anything for me. Well, uh, Great feedback from everyone, so I appreciate it. I mean, I think this is one of the main events I think we had the most feedback on in quite a bit of time, so. Yeah, yeah, and I again, really, really uh, awesome, and thank you. Um, okay, so the so our question for, for next week, uh, for the next show, is what are your thoughts about uh, this, this craziness on how to get um, uh, the Xbox... Uh, and the PS5, like the shortages and stuff like that. What are your thoughts on that? I think it'd be an interesting conversation to see. Like, do you feel that it's warranted? Do you feel that these chip shortages and all this stuff that's that's making it hard to get these systems is 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 real or is it fabricated? Um, and you could and you can talk about anything regarding the shortage. You talk about your your frustration with scalpers, your frustrations with the um, with the um, retailers. Uh, yeah, the retailers and and their and their shoddy and crappy websites. You know, I really want to know what's going on because, like, I totally was very surprised that it's still going on, and it's been almost a year now, um, and people are still unable to get these boxes. And I'm just like, and I know that's part of the global pandemic and other stuff that's going on, but it just seems so like bizarre to me that it, we are still having a problem getting these systems. Like, I don't, you know, and please, please, if you're, if, if one of our listeners is out there and they have, like, uh, a little bit more info, I know that Joe has a lot of info and Kevin has a lot of info, but I'm, I want to hear our listeners' thoughts about it. You know, is this cool? Are you still waiting for, for, for the, a next-gen system? If you are, like, what, what has been your experiences? Like, I really would like to hear experiences of people who it was crazy, a crazy story of how they got one or a crazy story of how they almost got one. It's like, this is your time to kind of, like, tell some, like, crazy-ass stories. Like, I'm really interested into seeing that because because I got my PS5 and Joe helped me out a lot. And then I thought, okay, this will be easy to get an Xbox because they know one giving a shit about Xbox, right? But it's the same and I was like, what the hell? So I think that'd be a really good conversation to have. You were going to say something, Joe? No, no, just, oh, uh, just you know, pretty much, uh, you know, it's like, uh, I know if it wasn't for me, all 
A lot um, of people. <laughs> riding this computer. I mean, I'm, I'm down them. I think I'm up to my sixth PS5 I purchased. So yeah. It's like... So we'll save it. Save it for the next show because I think it'd be really awesome to talk about it. So, um, so again, thank you so much to everyone who participated. Um, and if you want to be a part of the show, you want to be on the show, you want to give your feedback, uh, Kevin at the end of the show will let you know how to contact us. So uh, that's it. And I'll send it back over to Kevin. All right, all right. So our next topic on the docket is going to be the news. All right, Trader Joe, you got the mic. All right. So first thing I want to talk about this past week, uh, Rockstar and 2K have finally firmed up uh, the release date for uh, Grand Theft Auto, the Trilogy Definitive Edition. It's going to be released on November 11th on here and, and it's the same day that skyrim uh 10th anniversary edition also comes out so we got a bunch of old games re-releasing <laughs> on that day again huh you know it yeah so uh the compilation includes gta 3 uh, vice city and san andreas on here so and the price tag on this bad boy is going to be 60 dollars on there so and so going to be available across PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, Nintendo Switch, and PC on here. Uh, the physical version, if you're waiting for one, there is going to be a, a physical version for the Xbox Series X and S slash Xbox One, uh, Nintendo Switch, and there is a PS4 physical release. The press release made no mention of a physical version for PS5, so I'm not sure what's going on with that. Uh, additionally, on top of all this, a standalone version of GTA San Andreas, the de definitive edition, is going to be released on Xbox Games Pass on November 11th on there. So you'll be able to play that game on your Game Pass subscription. And then GTA 3, the definitive edition, is going to be available on PlayStation Now beginning on December the 7th on there so if you do have both services you basically got access uh to two of the three games uh, one at launch and then one you know obviously four weeks later and gives you gives you time to play san andreas if that's the case and uh you know as far as what's been enhanced um you know obviously there's a lot of comparison videos that were released and so things are looking a lot um brighter i would say and a lot more uh complete as far as the aesthetics and the graphics and whatnot you know so that's definitely looking good on there they also promise that the game will have quote unquote gta5 inspired modern controls on there so but they're stating even with the high def upgrades that each game will quote unquote maintain its distinct original aesthetic on there so and so nothing has been said as far as any removal. I know a lot of people have been worried about um, if some of the licensed music might be out on there, but nothing has been said about that. The Switch version is going to support gyro aiming. So if you're a big Splatoon fan and you want to use the Joy-Cons uh, to steer around on there, you could go and do that. And then you could also use the touch screen for camera zooming, zooming pans and the make selections from the menu on the Switch on there. And then for the PC version, it's going to be released 
obviously has connections with the Rockstar Games Social Club and support for NVIDIA's DLSS support, which you know, obviously will, you know, up-res a game using that particular um, graphical component on GeForce cards on there. So, And, of course, they've also stated that each game will have a completely rebuilt lighting system, so there's a lot of, like, night scenes that are shown that just definitely pop a lot more in comparison to the original game on there so uh for the ps5 and xbox series x and s the games can run at 4k 60 frames a second on there so and so pretty much uh, looking good i mean when you figure out it's 20 bucks a game for the 60 buck asking price obviously digitally i think it's a big ask i would wait for the physical in my opinion because you have something to where you could probably resell that thing after you're done if you feel so inclined to probably make uh some or most of your money back, uh, depending on it. But uh, what's your guys' opinions? I'm pretty stoked, but I'm going, me personally, I'm going to take the approach since I have PlayStation Now and Games Pass to play these games on those services and kind of take that approach. So what's your guys' approach with this? I'll let Kevin go first. I want to see what, I want to see his thoughts. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm in. And oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Uh like I've said, I th- I've said on a prior show when GTA Three, uh, Vice City, and San Andreas dropped, my whole gaming world came to an end until I finished those three games. GTA at one time was my favorite, was my favorite uh, series for a while. So, uh, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to getting back into these old games uh is 60 bucks uh a bit much yeah i think so but i think probably rolled into that price is all that licensed music particularly when you when you think about what was in vice city well all three of them really but vice city to me kind of speaks has just so much licensed music from the 80s um, I think that's probably that it's a good op- good probability that that price tag has a lot of those licenses wrapped up in that. Um, so um, am I going to wait until till it drops physically? I don't know. I just might I just might swoop on this uh, day of release because these games these games are just so fun for me. Um, I you know I don't know um, I may you know I <laughs> uh, I'm I'm as I'm uh, so big of a of a super fan of these I might even double dip once the physical releases just to say I have it physically so uh, even though I even though I will more than likely just jump on the on the digital download uh, for PS5 so but yeah I'm I'm in for sure one way or the other. Uh... Would playing these games, Kev, uh, stir your interest in GTA Five Online? I know that's a lot. Hell a lot no. Of... Okay. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> no. GTA Five is that's some um, GTA Five Online is that's a whole other beast, man. That I messed with GTA Five Online once. Uh was called a nigga <laughs> and, and was 
It was just like people were just running, constantly running me over for some reason on whatever server I was on. I was like, nah, <laughs> I'm good. I don't, I don't need all that. Yeesh. Um, yeah. Sounds yeah. like uh, Division's too dark zone. To me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a dark zone. All right. It's <laughs> an anti-dark zone. It's an anti-dark zone. Um, <laughs> Uh, for me, I think the price is a little too high, but I understand it. Um, I'll probably end up getting it on a discount um, and then buying it. It will be a part of um, it will be a part of my 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 gaming experience. Um, I have played all of them, but it's been years, years. So I probably um, so I'm not like chomping at the bit to play it. But um, but I will end up playing it at some point. And then you know if, if it you know it's gonna be on Games Pass, I'll probably play it there. If not, buy it just outright on a discount for for my PS5. So, are you gonna download San Andreas for Games Pass since it's dropping day one on? Uh, probably. But again, I just don't know if I'm gonna get to it like right away. You know. So. I might play it right away because I know. Before before with especially with 2k and with rockstar especially with their um like uh, services drops uh they tend to pull the availability pretty quickly on there like i remember when gta 5 became available for both playstation now and also for games pass that they uh pulled it within i think 90 days usually and same thing oh, wow. with red dead red dead 2 on there where you know usually most game pass games just stay on the service for at least one year on there and uh yeah it's definitely a different uh, beast especially the day and date kind of drop you probably see to where maybe they'll cycle in and out possibly um to get interest i think what uh, rockstar and 2k are trying to do with uh, just dropping one game out of the three on the two separate services is get people interested to go out and just purchase their entire collection so they could buy all three basically so which is a smart move on their part, but you know, for patient gamers, you know, you go to Reddit and you look up patient gamers. These are the people that are trying to maximize their value <laughs> before buying games. So, I mean, so they're either buying games on a deep, deep discount or uh, waiting and playing their backlog and that kind of thing. So, all right, none of you guys have any more comments about that. Let's go ahead and move on then. Uh, next thing I want to talk about is going to be uh, Games Pass for the rest of October. So we talked about a little bit with your purchase, uh, Des, as far as buying the Series S. And so there is a plenty of games coming for Games Pass for the rest of October. So uh, Into the Pit. Uh, came out, which was a first-person uh, indie title, kind of a retro-inspired, like, uh, Doom-like 90s shooter on that uh, with some heavy metal inspiration that is out now. Uh, Outriders for PC has been released as well. Um, also dropping a couple days ago was uh, Arc System Works uh, Dragon Ball Fighters on there on both the console and cloud on there so for you a fine few xbox folk that maybe want to play those quote-unquote japanese games <laughs> and play a fighting game uh definitely that's uh, one of the best 
uh, from there. Um, a new indie title, Echo Generation, dropped a couple days ago. I know I'm interested in this a little bit. It has some RPG elements. It has some like uh, like 80s esque, like you know, Earthbound inspiration in it as well. Uh, did you play it a little bit, or you just checked out the trailer? Yes. I just checked out the trailer. Got it. Yeah. And I uh, yeah, I checked out the trailer and kind of looked at it and I was like, eh. So so I have no idea uh, what's gonna what what I'm gonna do or not with it. So Yeah, I downloaded it. Um we'll see, you know, we'll get off my Titan Quest fix and actually play some games, which I'm itching to do this weekend, so and talk about that. But I think that I think this title was shown like during the uh, E3 or the Gamescom coverage and uh, you know during one of the id at xbox drops and i was kind of interested in, by the look of it but you know you could look all retro and look all cool and like you know pixely and whatnot but it just depends on how well it plays so we'll have to kind of run it through its paces and see if, the, if there's something of value there or not on there also too um everspace 2 um early access did drop on pc games pass on october 21st on there i know des you really enjoyed the first everspace uh, yep and i will hopefully be playing this next one um so so uh yeah i really did enjoy it and i think that if you haven't played the first one you should try it at least and then um it's it's gonna play a little bit different than this new one. I've watched some early let's plays uh, um, uh, from various different streamers, and it is an actual like uh, shooter with with, with um, like a space shooter with light RPG elements and how you um, increase your I think it's how you increase your piloting skills. I know you can increase and change the ships that you play uh, that you fly. So. So yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. Yeah, and the second game is actually, you know, even though it's just the early access on PC, it is coming out for everything. It's coming out for I PS4, 5, it's coming out for Switch, it's coming out for Xbox, so it's pretty much going to make its way uh, the consoles once it gets out of early access then from there. So let's see here. Also, um, if you are a big PC strategy game player, uh, the real-time strategy game, uh, Asia Empires 4 does launch into Games Pass on PC. That's on October 28th. This is the uh, strategy game, which, you know, you're watching a, a E3 or Gamescom Xbox showcase, and they're dedicating 15, 20 minutes to it or whatnot, however long. That's the time where, you know, you kind of, okay, I'm going to go get my drink. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go to the bathroom while this is being broadcast live, or if you're watching it on tape delay, like kind of fast-forwarding it. Uh, I know uh, for our PC-oriented listeners, is this a game that you're looking forward to? Because um, it's not my bag. I don't know. It's it's out of my uh, wheelhouse. known uh, wheelhouse. Yeah. So so I have, I don't think I played a real-time strategy game on the PC since C- Civilization One and uh, Command and Conquer. For God's sake. So it's been, yeah. it's been a while time, a long time. So. Yeah. And also, also hitting on October 28th, um, Alan Wake's American Nightmare. Uh, it's going to hit Games Pass on console and PC. This is like the kind of standalone uh, game that Remedy released back in 2012 on there to kind of, uh, you know, further the story of Alan Wake on there uh, for that. So, 
And then also to uh, this game called Backbone, which is hitting uh, console for Xbox. Backbone uh, is a game. It's a noir adventure indie game uh, with uh, raccoons and, and uh, foxes. And it looks like some ferrets also in the mix So <laughs> on there. So it's definitely it's, it's on everything, but it's, uh, you know, hitting... Uh, games pass on the 28th. I'm not sure if that's something maybe you would dig into a little bit, uh, Des, or not. Maybe check out. Why bringing this on me? Because I like ferrets and <laughs> uh, the the plot things. the plot the plot of the game it follows uh, uh, a <laughs> raccoon named Howard. He's a private detective tasked for solving mysteries in this an- anthropomorphic world, I guess. So, so. I mean, probably, but geez. Gonna put me on blast like that? That I like the cute little critters? Yeah, I I, I might check it out. Yeah, also yeah. on o- October 28th, I'm not gonna mention, well, I'll mention real quick, Bassmaster Fishing 2022 is coming yeah. out. Drop and catch all them fish, kill all them fish. So <laughs> get all them lures. So my, my, uh, beginning and end of fishing games is like, uh, Sega Black Bass, Sega. Pro Fishing, which are both excellent, and of course on the Super Nintendo for whatever reason, I played Super Black Bass and enjoyed myself. So, of course you did. Of course. And then uh, also too, there's another game called Non Guns Doppelganger Edition, which I have no idea what that is. Looks okay. like it is a nihilistic action platformer roguelike. Every every uh, buzzword you ever want to uh, throw into the mix is in there. So. So we'll see. We'll probably look at it and see. It's it's like a like a very small download. We notice all the Games Pass games are very small downloads. So not to put stress on people's hard drives and on the Microsoft servers. So. And last but not least, on October 28th, there's this game dropping called The Forgotten City. So it's a mystery adventure role-playing game. It's developed by um, a developer in Australia called Modern Storyteller. It's being published by Dear Villagers on there. Uh, this kind of this is a game that evolved from a Skyrim mod, actually, which is kind of crazy. And a lot of people have been raving about this game and talking about this game. It is a narrative-driven adventure on there but um it's something that is coming to games pass and if you know uh i hate to quote unquote put you on the spot again des but since this is like a skyrim based game you know is this something that you're gonna possibly check out right away or see what the hubbub is and whatnot i'll probably see what the hubbub is before doing anything like that (laughs) got it I have heard a lot of good things about this. I mean, it is available on everything. It's on Switch. It's on PS5, PS4, Xbox. So obviously it's on Xbox, but yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so just everything looks like a good breadth of content on there. Uh, Also too, because of the fact that they can't keep every game on Games Pass, there are some games that are are leaving on here. Uh, Thankfully, some of the games that they're getting rid of are just should have left a while ago, including all the Five Nights at Freddy's games that they had on there. Um, On there and a few things on PC. Uh, Just nothing really too much of note. Celeste is leaving. Carto is leaving Unruly Heroes, which prompted my purchase and this other indie title name, uh, Knights and Bikes, is also leaving as well. So 
So that is your Game Pass update for October. Are you guys Ooh. enthralled and thrilled? Uh, I, I don't know. I think the main thing about it is now that I have Games Pass, I'm paying more attention to it. <laughs> That's why so, I kind of threw it in the outline. Yeah. So. But I really think there's well on our way to become an Xbox sponsored podcast. I'm a, I'm, I'm becoming a cyber <laughs> pony, a pony bot. Yes. Are there such things as pony bots? I guess there have to be. So, so you gonna play, I don't know. Play both sides. You gonna go yep. Yeah. Yeah. Play what you want. Play anywhere. Woo. So there you go. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. Like the games that are leaving, I'm kind of like, eh, you know. So we'll see. Yeah, I'm kind of add to. I mean, I was interested in Unruly Heroes, and guess what? I bought it on PlayStation. So you know. well, there you go. I mean, that's what you did. You you were you thought about it. You're like, hey, and then you bought it. So there might be a possibility later down the line if I actually delve into a game on Games Pass, and I'm really super interested in. And then maybe that's something I've proposed to you too as well. Is if you find a game you really like on Games Pass, do you think to yourself, okay, I'm going to go ahead and continue to play this on Xbox and purchase this game outright with my Games Pass discount? Or is it more of a thinking, okay, I got a taste of this game. Let me buy this on a platform I really care about (laughs) or like want to purchase it on, meaning not the Xbox. I don't know. That's a really good question, Joe. Um, Because Games Pass is such a great deal. Uh, Wink, wink. Um, do I need to buy, you know, a game for my for my chosen system, um, or will I just focus on? Uh, I mean, most likely, what's going to happen is games that are only coming out on PS PS Five. Fine, I'll buy them on PS Five. That's not a problem. I, I'm I'm already prepared to do that anyway. I do think that if I play a game on on Games Pass and I like it, and then I want to see it in the glorious high def or whatever, then I might you know buy it. and and support it um i don't really know i think that's a really good um question i think it's a i think it's on a case-by-case basis depending on the game um so i don't know like there's this one game that i wanted to play called empire of sin and it's a tactical rpg set in like the prohibition era you know and it's like it's a very niche game and i'm thinking Okay, this is a game that I'm going to play on Games Pass because it's it's a it's it's a tactical you know RPG about like gangsters. So I don't think that I'm going to spend you know forty nine ninety nine or however much it costs on the PS Five. I think I'm going to just play this on on Games Pass and 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 explore that. Same thing with the the Yakuza series. The whole Yakuza series is on Games Pass, right? And I bought a couple of the other ones on PS Four. But now I have the option or the opportunity to play them all on Games Pass, thus saving me a lot of money. So it's it, it's kind. Of, I think at the in the long run, it's going to become a wash because I'm still going to be p- picking up games for the PS5. And so if I'm able to save a little money by not having to purchase the other games and play them on uh, Games Pass, well, then it's a win-win for me as a consumer. So, yeah. So that's how I view it. Uh, For me, it's 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 on game for game. Like uh, case in point, when Streets of Rage Four came out for Game Pass, I knew I was going to wind up buying it for PlayStation, regardless, because those type of games I play on PlayStation, and I don't know when it's going to get yanked from the service because unless it's a first party game, 
there's time limits are not guaranteed. So I want to be able to know that, hey, I've I've got the game that I want to play, you know, now and for always. Now, yeah, you can you can always purchase games digitally. But I mean, there are just some games that I'm just more comfortable playing on PlayStation. Like I'm not going to play any fighting games on Xbox. I'm, all my arcade sticks are for PlayStation platforms and PC. You know, if there is another platform that I play a fighting game on, it would be PC, uh, not on Xbox, because I'd have to go back and buy a whole set of a whole other, you know, another fight stick. And I, I don't really want to do that anymore. Uh, fighting community is more robust on PlayStation. So that's just where I'm going to play. You know, I have all the Yakuza games for PlayStation. I see no reason to change that. Um even if I didn't have all the Yakuza games, I probably would still just buy them on PlayStation because that just seems where I should, where I feel comfortable playing those games. If that that may or may not make any sense, but there are just some, there are just some titles that feel more at home on PlayStation than they do on Xbox and vice versa. You know, so you know, when River City Girls dropped on the service. I saw no reason to, to, you know, to play over there. I mean, I already had it uh, on PlayStation. But even if they would have, if even if they would have launched day and date on PlayStation, my beat 'em ups are, you know, I play on, on that side of the fence. So it's all, it all depends on the game. It all depends on the genre. Uh, it all depends on if does this game require a peripheral or not required necessarily, but does it support a peripheral that I use for that type of game? And if I do, chances are it's, it's going to be on PlayStation because I already got the stuff that I need. Yeah, for me, I mean, basically, it's I'm taking the usual unruly like, heroes approach mainly, but if there's a game where I'm going to know what I'm going to play and complete on the Xbox, then, uh, like, like with Dragon Quest Eleven, I enjoy, been enjoying playing it. I've been playing on an Xbox because the auto HDR just really makes the game pop for me, uh, and especially with the Yakuza series as well. Um, I went out and bought a physical copy of uh, Dragon Quest Eleven for the Xbox for that reason. Granted, I didn't spend like sixty bucks for it. I just bought it on sale, but still. So there's going to be certain instances where I will. You know, get some value out of my Xbox. I wish they had, if they added Auto HDR to PlayStation and have those capabilities, um, <laughs> I'd, I'd probably like you know drop those playthroughs like a hot potato more than likely. But I'm gonna pursue my uh, Dragon Quest 11 kind of work it from there and then take it on a case by case basis. So mm. now we got in a good discussion about that. It was a little sidebar on that, but <laughs> all about Games yeah. Pass. So I know it, it, it's weird because. I mean, when Xbox first came out, I was I was just as as a, an enthusiast of that platform as I was for the PlayStation Two, in some ways more so. Like, if a game came out both on on Xbox and PlayStation Two, a third party title, chances are I got it on Xbox because there was a, a performance there was a performance uh, upgrade, there was a visual upgrade. Uh, and 
I was already buying games on Xbox that was that was already, you know, feeding my gaming interest. And I, I just, I'm just waiting, you know, like when we were in, <laughs> we were in, uh, playing uh, game pass shopping, you know, a couple, couple days ago and I'm flipping through, I, I hit the tab, you know, display everything. And I'm just looking at all these games in game pass and I'm just like, okay, I played art of rally and that was okay. And I play this other game where you jump in one hit kill everything like a little action puzzler i forget the name of it now but you know that was okay as i'm looking at these games outside of the ones that i've already played on playstation it's like what am i i mean i i in retrospect you know I'm, i'm looking at it's like what what am i getting I'm not really, I'm not really seeing stuff that's like wowing me. I, I'm not. I mean, the the indies are cool, but you know, and again, it's a little bit. It's a it's a much easier pill for me to swallow because I didn't pay out of pocket for the Series X. But I think if I would have, I'd be pissed because I'm not seeing stuff that I that's really grabbing me. Like I used to on the 360 and the original Xbox, and I, I know we've been down this road before on the show, but it's just one of those things where I really want the Xbox platform to shine with content that really grabs me, because I can't. I'm I'm not one of those people that I don't buy the thing when people say, "Well, you know, maybe Xbox just isn't for you anymore." It's like okay, we have we have three platform holders. Well, four if you count PC, right? On every one of on three of those four platforms, I have found games that just grab a hold of me and will not let go. Nintendo Switch, Nintendo platforms, PlayStation Five, PlayStation platform, PC games, um, all of those I have I have grabbed that I've found games on and that just captivated me right but from and it was the same way on xbox until we hit that xbox one generation and i just it just doesn't seem it's like why is there nothing on this platform yet that is grabbing me Uh, and i just i just really feel that you know i don't think my tastes are just so far off the off the grid that there is there can't be anything on this box that grabs my attention and i think that it's it's just one of those fascinating things that i that i think about sometimes when i'm getting ready to play a sit down and play a game it's like you know hopefully that's starting to change you know i just downloaded left for left for dead back for blood i'm I'm just gonna start calling left for dead because that's what it is Uh uh i downloaded left for dead I downloaded um, uh, Rage 2, which is fun. Um, And hopefully that is going to start to change. And maybe I will look forward to turning on my Xbox as much as I do my PlayStation. But, you know, right now, it's like right now, it's just like when I turn it on, it's just like I need to see something that's going to grab me. And hopefully that changes with all these acquisitions, you know, 
I know they, they need time to develop these games and yada, 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 but that's kind well, of where I am with the with the platform right now. We'll see what happens. I mean, I don't know if you caught the rumor. I didn't put in the outline because it's not really, it was only mentioned by Jeff Grubb during you know, his podcast, but they were talking about uh, a Wu-Tang action RPG in development and sponsored by Xbox <laughs> uh, oh. being uh, um, paid for um, there was this particular publisher that's that's working on it. Uh, there was a Wu Tang game for the first PlayStation that sounds Ooh, cool. Wu Tang. Yeah, it sounded cool. I bought that. Me, I think me and Damon both bought that game, and it sounds really dope in on paper. But <laughs> playing that game was trash. Like I have no <laughs> idea what to think about Wu Tang game. So I but... hope. I hope. I hope. Uh, I think it'll be I different. Yeah, cool. I hope it's cool. I hope it's cool, but I have no idea. Like that it. concept burned me once. <laughs> the the original Wu Tang game that came out from Activision was a reskin of a game that what was called Thrill Kill. That was like this like crazy ass like 3D like you know one on one fighter mm -hmm. uh, that was notorious for just all just over the top like you know blood and gore and all sorts of stuff and they wound up not bringing it to market but they repurposed the game into the Wu-Tang game that eventually came out so yeah well hopefully hopefully they can improve on that because <laughs> yeah, we'll the concept Wu-Tang Wu-Tang <laughs> Well, speaking of uh, Xbox, another thing we want to talk about that we're kind of getting back and forth on the Discord this past week, uh, Microsoft is bringing out more of the Seagate storage expansion cards for the Xbox Series X and S. Uh, so the one terabyte cards, already, always it's been in the market for a while. It's cost $219 for one terabyte on here, but they are bringing out both a new two terabyte and a 512 gig uh, expansion card. I think Gerald mentioned the fact that the 512 expansion card, quote unquote, was uh, for weebs. I think <laughs> put on there. I don't know why he put that, but uh, uh, basically, it's like you know, if you're going to go in, you might as well go in at least for the one terabyte. But the problem is, is that okay? The one terabyte costs 219. The two terabyte costs 399.99 <laughs> on there. Uh, the uh, 512 is going to cost uh, $139. So uh, how much do you want to ex spend to have more storage space on your series console? <laughs> and or we'll push this over the PS5 as well. What do you guys feel about the expandable storage and the price of the SSD um, memory that is available on the market right now? Nope. That's a lot. That's a little too much for my blood. Sorry. Yeah, I think, what, what do you feel, Kev? It's a lot, but there's a couple of things. Uh, number one, these these SSDs are not as fast as the ones that are that you have to use on the PlayStation. Even though they're in the same price point or close to, like uh, just before the show, I looked up, uh, I think it was the Samsung 980 M.2 with the... With, uh, either the same or a little bit higher uh, read-write speeds that you need for the PS5. And that was at 360 or three, 360. They had one at 356, 
89, some weird price like that. So there is a, you get a little bit, you save a little bit, I say a little bit <laughs> uh, when you're looking at that kind of money, uh, kind of storage for the PlayStation. It's also a faster drive overall. And if for whatever reason you don't want to, you want to get rid of your console and you want to switch over to PC, you've got yourself a PC compatible drive that you can pull out before you either trade in your console or sell it back. So I think there are some definitely some benefits the way PlayStation did it as opposed to what Microsoft is doing. But um, these prices are still too high for memory. Uh, I, I don't uh, want to pay. 350 400 for memory i just don't want to do it yeah i'll clean my fridge i use a couple backup drives i think you guys use a couple backup drives as well i'm sure desmond you're not going to go out and buy a two terabyte card on your series s and pay more than you pay for the effing console for God's sake. i will not be doing that yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah that is not that's the first thing when i saw this i was like that is a negatory bid buddy yeah. yeah, Gerald said uh, 512 gigs is for simps. I would either get the one terabyte or the two terabyte, but oh boy, the 400 bucks, that's crazy. And then Will D said 512 seems like an absolute waste. And I would probably agree, but I'm not willing to even fork out the 219 for the one terabyte. I'm going to do, do with this like I do with all the rest of my external storage. I'm going to keep an eye out. And wait for it to go on clearance at Walmart and go go to town. Go nom, 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 nom. So that's how I'm, I'm going to handle it. So. That's how I'm going to handle it. So if I do hear of a good deal at some point, I'll keep an eye out for you guys and post it on the Discord. So. And, you, and, you know, it's like I've got a six terabyte external drive. In retrospect, now, you know, do I really need <laughs> internal storage? I mean... How it many games be, are you going to play? I yeah, mean, how, how many, many games, games am I going to play? Right, exactly. You know, uh, uh, until we start getting uh, 500 gigabyte games, which, I mean, Call of Duty is coming close to that, but I don't, I don't play Call of Duty, so I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> but until we start getting one terabyte games, like one game is a terabyte, uh, then I think I'm, I'm okay. And I'll just, I'll just, I'll just keep doing this, the fridge system. I'll keep doing the fridge system until these prices fall into an area that I'm more comfortable with paying for. Because it's, it's just nuts. I mean, when SSDs first hit the market, when I was putting my PC together, I was really struggling because those, those memory, those that storage prices was outrageous. Like for five a 500 gig uh internal ssd i'm not talking about the m.2 this is before the m.2s dropped the those smaller internal drives those were like 300 and something you know and i've got i, I some kind of way i i finagled i finagled my mental state into getting two of them things into my pc wow <laughs> And I was like, what the hell am I doing spending this much money? Might want to repurpose one of those oh, and hook them up to your console or something. So. I, you know, it's like, nah, it, I, I, I can't, I can't spend that kind of money. And to me, I'll, 
listeners, let us know how you manage your memory. Do you prefer to have a big buffet ready to go to play at any point in time, or do you prefer? I, f- I find having to do the fridge method that kind of moderates what I want to play and put the games I'm actively wanting to like you know dedicate some time to onto my internal storage. So I think it's a yeah. good way for me to prioritize like you know my cold storage on the Series X got like gears five and like gears tactics and you know halo master chief collection and games like that so mm-hmm. i want to redownload it because especially with master chief collection it's a big bala like you know 130 uh terabyte you know 130 gig i mean uh file so on that so but you know just let us know all right, next news story, which we'll probably get a little healthy discussion. At least there was some healthy discussion online about. Uh, Sony has announced their next PC port on here. And they didn't really announce it. just kind of showed up on Steam all of a sudden. But uh, God of War, the 2018 reboot on PlayStation 4, is set to hit Steam as of January 14th, 2022. It's priced at $49.99 on there. Um, it just comes in time as a sequel. God of War Ragnarok is going to be hitting uh, PlayStation consoles four and five um, in the beginning of 2022. On here, uh, the PC version will have 4K support and unlock frame rate, graphical presets and options, uh, ultra widescreen support on there as well, and also use uh, NVIDIA's deep learning super sampling and NVIDIA's reflex low latency technology on there. So it'll also support uh, PlayStation controllers, mouse and keyboard on there, include all the prior like digital content uh, that was available on PlayStation 4 with this version of the game. On there. So, so, and of course, you know, a lot of people were talking. There's a lot of some hubbub from some people there was like a joke tweet that kind of got traction where some guy like sent out a picture of a ps5 in the toilet in in a rage and a lot of people (laughs) took this guy seriously this guy um lance mcdonald he was the guy that did the like bloodborne 60 frames a second mod and whatnot and a lot of people were taking it seriously so he's just like kind of you know uh kind of making the joke of uh some some of the breakdowns out there because you know i know a portion of the playstation audience doesn't want to see the games go to different platforms including pc and we've had our previous discussion on day and date and stake bet and all that wonderful stuff uh on this uh, so uh but you know sony's making some money um there was a tweet said that sony made a 250 percent return on investment for the horizon zero dawn pc port in seven months so they got um 250 percent of their money back of whatever they invested in sales on there so well kevin i'm gonna kick this over to you since uh, we've gone back and forth on this but uh what's your what's your feelings on the god of war steam port um i still think it's a a bad idea if your if your intent is to put more boxes into homes the if if people did not buy a playstation to play a game like god of war horizon zero dawn three years ago or five years ago depending on what game you're talking about they didn't do that you know whenever they ain't gonna buy your box so i definitely see that 
it's a it's it it's lucrative, obviously. I mean, Hori- I think Horizon Zero Dawn was a test, but it does kind of lessen the value of the console overall. Now, as long as they don't do this day and date, then I don't think it's going to bite them in the butt. But now that we're dealing with this chip shortage, now that we're dealing with uh, AMD and NVIDIA jacking up prices in direct sales for their GPUs, three, you know, 3080s are coming in at $27,000, $3,000. You know, 3090s, I think I saw one on Amazon for a third-party seller for four grand. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. um, as long it when if that stuff because uh, you know I made the decision I'm I'm console for life. After seeing what these GPU developers and the scalpers are doing, I'm not going back to PC. I'm just not. So the the rig that I have is probably going to be the rig that I'm I'm going to have for the long term. I just don't see the value in spending all that extra money to to get a little bit better. You know, my 60 frames at 1800 or 10, eight, whether it's 4K or less on these consoles is perfectly fine with me. Um, so I'm in, I'm, I'm console for life. But for those who decide to say, why spend extra money on these different consoles when everything is going to come to PC anyway, if I wait, I think it makes a better, a smarter financial decision for them if they can finagle, finagle this landmine of GPU prices and, and even, even other components from what I'm hearing, uh, it may be a better idea to just, you know, put you a Lord of the Rings PC together and have one platform rule them all. Yeah, just be done with it. Just be done with it. So, I mean, as long as they sk- st- stick to this three, four-year uh plan and that you treat your console base uh give them the primo treatment first which means put it on the the the, these games on the console platforms first then it it it, it, then okay fine it it makes sense because there's definitely going to be a a percentage of pc gamers that are just not going to buy a console so you're making money on that end. This this high pers- you know high return on your investment. I get that. I understand that. But when you go day and date, you just really kind of lower the value of the box that you're trying to put out. It makes more sense on Microsoft because they have a PC um, a, a, a PC operating system that garner that has control of what 98 or 99 percent of the market. What is it, something like that? So it makes it, it kind of makes sense for them to do it. Uh, Sony doesn't have an operating system. Uh, so the way they make money is to put cons boxes in houses and charge licensing fees to the developers uh, and all that good stuff. So, you know, I don't know if they play if they play that those angles right. I don't see a problem. But if they if they start being blinded by what they perceive as big, big, big dollars going day and date with a service on PC or something like that for their first party games. I think it's going to bite them in the tuchus. So, and get you a stake too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Indeed. 
eat. Uh, it might be looking, I'll, I'll get the steak. It just depends <laughs> if I can actually eat it. I think it should be, be off yeah. my plan by then. But <laughs> with a puree and give it to me in a shape form. <laughs> Feed it to you intravenously. <laughs> give you a drip, a steak drip. There you go, steak drip. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Medium rare, please, right there. <laughs> Gonna have cow's blood and human blood all mixed <laughs> in. <there. laughs> I don't think it's that serious, buddy. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. All right, last thing I want to mention since Des mentioned it earlier, but CD Projekt Red unfortunately has uh, put the coal in the proverbial gamer stocking because the anticipated uh, next-gen patch for uh, PS5 and series consoles for Cyberpunk 2077 has been delayed until first quarter 2022 on here. And also as well, the promised next-gen upgrade, the free next-gen upgrade for The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt will not be out until quarter two of 2022 for both PS5 and series consoles as well on here. So, and uh, their statement said, based on recommendations supplied by a person supervising development, it has decided to allocate additional time to both projects. So I guess they want to take their time to get oh. these next-gen patches out. So uh, if you want your next-gen Johnny Silverhand, guess what? You got to fire up your PC and hopefully you got enough RAM and ready to roll. I know Isaiah 68, you know, will. You probably have already dabbled with cyberpunk and probably has looked the greatest. Same thing with you, Gerald, on there. So, but uh, us console noobs, you know, console world order, you know, cue the NWO music with me, Kev, and, and Des in the ring. I'll um, definitely because because of my uh, ethnic heritage will play the Razor Ramon portion. Of my <laughs> wow! <laughs> I gotta grow my hair a little bit more though. You know, thankfully I still have I hair think, at my age though. But I don't think Razor, I don't think Razor Ramon is, is Italian by birth. Oh, I know he's not, but I so. I, I I meet the hair quote though. You know, the chest hair quote and the back hair quote. So yeah, but you're not greasy enough. Ah. <laughs> Well, you know, we just get some Johnson's baby oil and just no, go no. at it. Okay. <laughs> you on now. Oh, Move forward. This is we. This is an all ages show, Joe. Okay. <laughs> no Johnson's baby oil and back hair. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, that's it for the news. I had one other uh, story, but we'll talk about uh, next episode. So. Oh God. It's about right. Destiny 2. They're starting to charge for dungeons for some reason. So Wow. <laughs> uh, okay. Contacts. You can reach our show at gamingvessels at gmail.com. That's the email you want to use. If you've heard something you want to respond to or if, or if you yourself would like to be on our show, get your opinions on the wonderful world of gaming out to our listeners you're going to want to send that feedback to gamingvessels at gmail.com. You can also reach our show on Twitter at gamingvessels. Individually, we do have our own uh, social media accounts. Uh, but before I mention that, definitely want to remind people that uh, whatever podcast aggregate you use to download this show and on our Twitter page at gamingvessels, you can see the link or click the link 
for our Discord server. We we'll definitely want to encourage folks to join us on Discord. We've got a group of we got a nice community building over there. Great gaming discussions. Uh, everybody's nice and polite, but this is our Discord server is no echo chamber. We got varying points of view, uh, good debates, good discussions that go on on different types of gaming topics. I think you'll find a nice uh, gaming community if you hit that link at our to our Discord server. But individually, we have our own social media accounts. I can be found on Twitter at shonuf 71 That's S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 71. At the end, on PlayStation Network, I am shonuf 7 Same spelling with the number 7 at the end. Xbox, I am shonuf 71 Same spelling with 071 at the end. Steam, I am shonuf 71 Same spelling as originally and my switch friend code is 7658-2155-3309 so jabroni tree where can folks get a hold of you at bro uh for twitter i'm under the handle jabroni chief uh j-a-b-r-o-n-i like the macaroni uh c-h-i-e-f so and then on uh, maybe I should look if there's beefaroni on Twitter. Maybe that can change my handle one more time. <laughs> there you go. Just, just change it. No, we'll never be able no, to find no. you again. Beefaroni you chief. You you will probably be getting a whole different class of friend requests if you change. That's probably, true. Yeah. That's, that's true. I, I might want I might want the extra attention. Who knows? I, you know. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. For now on PSN and Steam. For I mean, now. Uh, Known as for all friend request safe search for sure. chief, yes, beefaroni chief. No, jabroni chief, J A B R O N I C H I E F, and then Xbox, uh, jabroni chief, uh, three seven four. I happen to go into my Ubi account, so if you want to look me up on Ubisoft, I am jabroni chief there as well. And then my yeah. Nintendo friend code is uh, 4712-5953-1409. How about Des? Where can they find you on these social medias? Okay, so you can find me on Twitter at TheNemo6. That's T-H-E-N-E-M-O-S-I-X. And on PSN, Steam, and Xbox Live now, I'm back. Uh, Nemo Tigger, N-E-M-O-T-G-G-R. It's, it really worked all the way across. No numbers, it's weird. Um, a Nintendo friend code is 5280-6674-4519. All right, all right. And again, uh, before we close out our show, another special shout-out to those who responded to our main event yes. question. Shout-out to the one Nomad3, Alberco, Gerald, Crucial Chase, Ren, John BT, Chaffee. Thanks again for making uh, our weekly uh main topic discussions uh more interesting because like i like i say you know without y'all we just be three old guys yapping in the internet ether so <laughs> with that said uh for trader joe aka jabroni chief yeah yeah <laughs> and for death well actually the jabroni chief who can maximize your gaming dollar? I, that Jabroni Chief is just going to be m mixing, messing up my intros and outros yeah. <laughs> for, for the foreseeable future. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> for dead. Imagine if it was beefaroni chief, man. Oh, oh man. I no. wouldn't even do it. I was just like, we out. <laughs> yeah. I just mean, we out. See you next week. <laughs> and for death, aka the Bay Area Terror, the high res hater, the cat daddy, and the gamer step daddy. I'm Shono71, aka did, did I forgot my second. <laughs> thinking about Digga doing my Jabroni Chief got me got me messed up. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Episode 145 in the ears. Peace. Wow, yeah. Beef Chief is available. Of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>